space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of Starship Enterprise. You didn't tell me you were going to do this. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's not. They're <laughs> continuing mission to seek out new life and new civilizations. Was this whole podcast idea just an excuse to you for you to do this and watch me react to it? I mean, no. It's you know, it's a bonus. All right. Hello. This is a podcast now. <laughs> uh, my name is Leo Cardoza. Hey, I'm Jack Gunn. And we're going to watch Star Trek The Next Generation one episode at a time and just see how it goes. Yeah. We're, and Oh, and talk about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. and talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> we're not just going to watch it and then not do we're anything. We're not just two guys that... That's just not a podcast. That's just... Sad. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to say friendship, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sad is also uh, valid. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to put down for the introductory episode, uh, like, your uh, your background with this show. Sure. Okay. Um, I have probably watched the first two seasons, but by watch, I mean had them on while I was doing stuff. And those are by far the worst in the series. Which means the first what 40 episodes of this is going to be yeah it's going to be me just complaining <laughs> cool yeah this is definitely a good idea for a podcast uh <laughs> and then other than that it was it was like i didn't have really tv growing up so like when this was actually airing i would occasionally watch an episode at somebody's house Okay, um, but that's my experience with the series. How about you? Um, I watched it pretty actively uh, when it when it originally aired. So this is like my, I guess, pre adolescence into adolescence. It's eighty seven to uh, ninety four was when the show aired. Okay, and I was born in in seventy nine, so I was eight when the show first started. I probably did not start watching it immediately, I, but I definitely watched like uh, reruns when it was in syndication. But I was like watching it as it aired by the time I was like 12. Okay. Um and yeah, the first couple of seasons are going to be there's some <laughs> real bad acting. Um uh, one thing that I that I found very interesting because I did get on the wikipedias uh about the show <clears throat> is that particularly for uh the first couple of seasons there was a lot of um uh uh, strife, I guess, because I can't think of a better word. A lot of butting heads between Gene Roddenberry and the writers. Okay. Because Gene Roddenberry was like obsessively dogmatic about his vision for the world that he was creating right. and didn't give a fuck about like ter terrible dialogue. <laughs> and, huh. like... It's almost like letting one fucking nerd take control of a sci fi franchise ends up with really bad dialogue and acting. I, we haven't seen that in any I other famous... I feel like there's another example of it, but I can't quite... Another star-related yeah, something. Like star star battles. Star battles. Star, like star dogs. Star Jones. Is it Star Jones? It's star Jones. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, so, uh, <laughs> listeners, we'll, I'll, uh, I'll drop an, uh, a commercial or something in right here, and we will... Uh, we will come back after we have watched. Okay, so the first episode is Far, Far Point Station Part One. Um, I guess we can decide after we watch this one whether we want to do the both do both of them back to back. Uh, but do you have any recollection of this episode? Not at all. Okay, perfect. All right, we'll be back. 
This episode is brought to you in part by Yuri's Excellent Products. Hello, my name is Yuri. I'm here to tell you about all the excellent products I can have for you, okay? Uh, so Yuri is a very friendly guy. Yuri got a lot of friends and Yuri's friends always bring him all kinds of excellent value products and then Yuri passing the, the values of the products on to you, okay? So like for example, right now, uh, I got a friend who have a whole track load of uh, boxes of heads of dolls. Yes, okay, so it's, uh, it's all uh, just heads. Uh, most of heads is not very burned, okay? Uh, and is almost all of them is having both eyes. Okay, so it's very excellent value. You can do all sorts of things. You can uh, you can uh, put it on uh, on the light bulb to make a creepy lamp. Uh, you can uh, you can make a doll out of it. You can make a craft project. I don't want to tell you what to do with the doll heads. It's your creativity, you know. I don't want to tell you how to do your own expression. Okay, but there's a lot of things you can do. Uh, with the doll heads, you can make all sorts of gift and uh, project for the doll heads. So, um, and and uh, that's just uh, like a one example of the kind of products that the Yuri have for you. So, uh, if you're interested, you uh, you email Yuri. It's a Yuri has excellent products at CompuServe.net. Okay, and you email Yuri, and Yuri give you the great products, and uh, and it's a good win-win for everybody. Okay, uh, thanks. You have a nice day. My name is Yuri. for it to be over yeah that's <laughs> fine with me oh man what a fucking slog <sighs> that was god so that was uh both was that I, I didn't realize that the uh the netflix was gonna have them both together yeah these were originally uh aired as two episodes yeah and uh fuck let all right yeah oh, it's, yeah it's over all right oh boy uh, let's get into that. Uh, it sucked. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking uh, bad. Very, um, very bad. Uh, that's about it. No, I will. Uh, I will say uh, right out of the gate, um, Patrick Stewart's voice is magnificent. Uh, He's really the only thing like saving it at this point. It really, it no, and that's like that was part of like early reviews for this show too. It was like, because I mean, Patrick Stewart was a really uh, like serious yeah, Shakespearean like famous, actor. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I also. Uh, fuck. God, what a turd. Um, I mean, they clearly wrote so much of this episode to showcase the new technology that yeah. Gene Roddenberry had thought yeah. of. <laughs> <laughs> and also to show their. Uh, the, the cutting edge special effects because there's a lot of time spent on like the special effects shots and it's yeah. like this looks like dog shit <laughs> like the, please move it along <laughs> the really long drawn out sequences with like the uh the musical sequences like uh like wesley coming onto the bridge and it's yeah. like this long <laughs> musical it's like oh isn't it so magical he's seeing the bridge for the first shut up just yeah, fucking move, move it. come on, on. The bridge yeah. looks like a like a shitty living room. Like, the, let's go. The bridge looks exactly <laughs> like the bridge that they constructed at the Star Trek experience in Las Vegas. <laughs> let's fucking go. I, f- I forgot to include that in my in in my my Star Trek fandom CV that I went to yeah. a wedding at the Star Trek experience. Yeah. Um, I love that we get to see Worf's dainty Bob here. 
Yeah. Uh, it's fun. easy to forget that that went away after like <laughs> season two. Um, oh, fucking what else was it? Uh, I think this kind of goes into Roddenberry's like, um, like that, that really, uh, uh, almost like crippling desire to have this this utopian world where um there was a point where i saw a guy wearing the exact same uh uniform that commander troy is wearing like during the evacuation oh, sequence really? yeah and it was clearly where he's like there's no genders there's no everybody wears the same thing or whatever they want and everybody's happy and it's great it's a utopia <laughs> Like, except for all the women are going to be wearing except uh, well no well, actually, like, okay i guess that's not fair yeah, yeah. no yeah no uh, uh the the head of security is a woman right. and the, and i also i love during the the courtroom scene when she like fights the guard and she <laughs> <laughs> like just awful the 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 classic bad stand-in um fucking stunt man and literally like they had to get a stunt man in a terrible wig to do literally like a kick spin and push like yeah, that was something so, either of us could do. something that every <laughs> Any, actor in hollywood currently should yeah. be yeah should anybody be that like to do. can walk could have done that <laughs> Uh, all right. What else do you got? Uh, I I just have some observations. Uh, I like I like that the like the engineering deck or whatever is just like there's just strobe lights, but there's uh -huh. like people working there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the engine. Just, you, you wouldn't. The ship runs on strobe lights. But you wouldn't want to work in a, like that. <laughs> it's it's like oh, it's this a... is like a, a far future utopia, but we haven't figured out how to like. Just have lighting <laughs> in a workplace. But it's a far future utopia where we're post-epilepsy, apparently, because that's no longer a, worse, a workplace concern. If there's one room that's just it all seems, strobe lights. It seems easier to get rid of the strobe lights than to cure epilepsy. Nope. It seems like the thing you do first. Nope. No? All right. Well, nope. Um, I guess we got through that observation. Yep. Settled that. <laughs> Uh, what else you got? Uh, I just the, I love the again back to the like unnecessary showcasing of all the new technology. Like clearly, Gene Roddenberry thought of the idea that the saucer should be able to separate, like you know, some some years before because he's so fucking excited. Oh yeah, about the saucer separation. Yeah, like the music swell and everything, <laughs> and then the completely unnecessary step of having Riker quote-unquote manually <laughs> by t by just telling people to do their job yeah you're gonna do this manually by by telling us how to do it okay all okay. right and that uh, uh seems like a test of your skills as a something yeah. and yeah and a task that a hundred percent should never be done by a human at no. all that should and also like what was like what do you get like what what if he what is what, Picard proving? Well, it's like, what if he wasn't up to that task? And he just, like, what? Oh, he, he, he just crashes the fucking ship. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, now I know he's not up to the task. And also, I have destroyed my brand new starship. <laughs> fucking Enterprise has to <laughs> fly around with a dented bumper for the rest of the series. <laughs> Riker's like, I'll pay for that. I'll pay. No, we're gonna leave it as it is, <laughs> as so a that, reminder, so that you remember. You remember what you did wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, uh, that whole thing, like 
everybody's like very weirdly hostile to each other when they first meet each other. Yeah. And it's like, aren't you guys like career military officers? Yeah. Like, why are you like, you're all just assholes to any stranger? Like, yeah. I mean, it's clearly written by like nerds who've never fucking talked to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I don't think that's how the military works. No, not at all. But it's also this, you know, the weird f- future dystopian, uh, or not, uh, you know, u- uh, utopian, rather, uh, future utopian military where there's families on board, which is touched on in this episode, but isn't really. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's something that's, like, very odd about this entire series, because that doesn't exist in the original series. There's no fucking families on the right. Enterprise, because it's basically... Because why would you yeah. do that? But it, now it's like, it's a science vessel, and so they w- they're really into work-life balance, I guess, is I, the thing. All right. Uh but it's just like, yeah, but like once a week, all of those families are going to be in mortal danger. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. That seems wrong. To I me. really, I really want like, I really want a, uh, like a spinoff series. that's just like about one of the families and she's just like, he's the, the career science guy and took the post on the enterprise. Cause it's like a good get. And she's like, I don't know. It sounds dangerous. And he's like, it's going to be fine. It's just a science vessel. And then every fucking week they yeah. almost die. And she's like, I fucking told you. Yeah, their marriage is just crumbling <laughs> because of all the stupid shit that happens on the ship that he made her go on. But it's also like, where's she going to go? <laughs> They're in space. Every time there's a red alert, she just stares daggers directly at him. <laughs> just, just sitting at the oh, dinner look. table in silence. <laughs> the fucking warning alarms are going off. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I would watch that. I'd 100% watch that show. Uh, I like how when Q first appears on the bridge, nobody pulls a gun on him. Oh, yeah, yeah. It takes like a Like a several bit. minutes. Yeah. And one of them is explicitly the security officer. Yeah. Yeah, and she's and not she the one. She never pulls her gun. No. But then later, he appears on the TV screen, and Worf pulls a gun on that. On the TV. <laughs> yeah. On the TV. He doesn't... Yeah. At no point... The first time he appears in person, does he pull his gun? But nope. Like, just that is bird brain. <laughs> <laughs> I think we both laughed out loud at this because that happened. And then Picard looks at Worf and he's like, you were going to shoot the monitor? <laughs> and I know we were both thinking exactly the same thing. And Worf's response is like, oh, I was moving real quick as things come at you fast man says light my my lightning sometimes i see things on the tv and (laughs) i I get scared (laughs) i'm a high-ranking officer (laughs) on a state-of-the-art military vessel (laughs) (laughs) you get spooked by the tv sometimes (laughs) spooked to the point where i pull my weapon (laughs) uh Uh, yeah that was that was good uh, that was classic. Um, I also, I mean, I love the, I, I like the fact that, and and to be fair, the um, the uh, uh, food replicator was not introduced in this episode, so that must come along sooner or come along later. But the tr- the 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 uh, holodeck is introduced. Yeah. So the concept that they and there's obviously there's extensive use of the the teleporters, uh, and so the the concept that you know that we have the technology to like electron electronificate guys sure yeah yep uh (laughs) matter and then move it to places like that is very commonplace apparently right they use it for like recreation yeah which i got i gotta circle back to the holodeck thing after you're done okay (laughs) but what my my only point on it was that like the two things that are like the the 
you know, set off the the spidey sense for these guys. One that a bowl of apples appears, and two that like some fabric suddenly has a pattern on it that it wasn't that wasn't there before. Both totally things that are yeah, the, way possible established as normal. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's barely something that you would think would raise would would raise eyebrows. Right. It'd be like if a light came on in a room you didn't think had a light in it. You wouldn't be like, that must be magic. You would think, yeah. oh, there must have been a lamp that I didn't see. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the holodeck scene is maybe my favorite part of this whole episode. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> because, like, I get that they wanted to show, like, oh, yeah, there's holodeck and, you know, yeah. and like, establish the concept. But the way they establish the concept is... Riker goes in. It's the <laughs> rainforest. He's looking around for data. And then he finds him standing next to a rock whistling. Yep. And doesn't say what literally any human on it is ever existed in, in history would say, which is, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. What are you doing? No, instead he just jumps in on the whistle. <laughs> Oh, you know, I just like to blow off steam by going into the woods and whistling. <laughs> Not walking around, just standing in the forest and whistling. Just lean, on, just, just cop a lean on a tree and get my whistle on. <laughs> and it's 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 all it's established that the hollow deck can kind of do like whatever, mm-hmm. and that's what he's decided to do with it mm-hmm. is to go into the woods and whistle and stand by a rock and whistle. And data is so fucking impressed when Riker shows up and completes his whistle tune. <laughs> yeah, that's how they become friends. <laughs> yep, they're buddies now. <laughs> and then the next favorite part is that yeah, the uh like so clearly you have or, or the, this this environment is programmable. The computer can change this environment. Right. And so but they've chosen that there be one wobbly ass rock. Yeah, that makes you fall in the creek. <laughs> Also, they get very concerned when Wesley falls in six inches yeah. of water. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's it it is played like he is in mortal danger. Oh yeah, like he's going to die. Like yeah. Data is fucking running. Well, and like Riker's like Wesley. Yeah, and it's like it's Wesley's almost fully standing up by the time Data gets there to hoist him bodily <laughs> into the fucking air and then grin at him. Yeah, and then Wesley's response to being hoisted into the fucking air is. Oh, cool robot! <laughs> but yeah, they treat that like it's mortal danger. But when uh, they beam onto this ship that is committing a war crime, yeah, they don't bring any body armor. No, there's no body I know, armor. I know, really. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying they don't bring flashlights. No, no, they don't bring literally anything. I mean, they bring their guns. Yeah, but that's it, man. But they still, I think they're still only carrying like the. The lit- and again, I mean, it's early on in the show, so I don't. Uh, maybe they haven't. Maybe props hasn't come up with the because this because the next generation has three distinct uh, like types of phasers. Okay. Whereas the original series just has the one which looks like a gun with like a, a satellite dish on the end of it, right. and then this one has the little uh, ones that you know they the, look like a little remote control. Yeah, the the little remote control looking ones, and then the other ones that look like a mini dustbuster thing that are like more gun size. And then they have like assault rifle phasers okay. that show up later in the show too. Yeah, it just seems like it seems like you'd grab those at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like at least 
yeah, flashlights. Yeah, something. And also, yeah, I mean, didn't they say something about how their scanners couldn't penetrate or something like that? So there's no way they would have known. I mean, first of all, how you actually beam somebody in, into the corridor and not into the bulkhead. Right. But also, like, whether there's air in there. Sure. Yeah. But, I mean, those are things that, at a certain point, But that is, it, like, still that is much less scary than falling in a small creek. Yeah. To these people. Yeah, yeah. Um, which seems wrong to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the inconsistency of kind of emotional stakes, uh, I think was, <laughs> was highlighted no bet nowhere better than, uh, when Wesley decided to come up to the bridge. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's the best, the best scene in TV history. <laughs> gold. I like how the baby. characters are well established and consistent. <laughs> oh man. I like how... <laughs> How it's really necessary to the plot of the show. Oh yeah, really uh, drives the plot forward. Uh, it's it's paced well. Yeah. It's- so <laughs> listeners, just so you don't have to <laughs> sit through this entire episode. Uh, so it is established that chil- that that first of all, uh, Captain Picard is not good with children, uh, and second of all, children are not allowed on the bridge. And third, that Wesley does not give a fuck about any of that shit, and he wants to and go. And he's going to see that fucking bridge. He will see that fucking bridge. Let's not let let's let's set aside the fact that there is a hundred percent diagrams and photos of the bridge in the ship's computer that yep. he can access. Abs- probably photos. Yeah, yeah, probably photos. Probably some sort probably of it, some sort of interactive video. Oh, actually, you know what they do have a, a holodeck. holodeck. Yeah, there might. Yeah, you might that be able might... to just fucking go recreate the goddamn bridge on the holodeck. Anyway. So the trail. Well, to the, be fair, Data was using it for whistling <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so the turbo lift door opens, and Wesley's standing there, and Captain Picard is furious. Immediately says, "So just back, backing up." It's established earlier that he's bad with kids because he says to Riker, "Riker, like, hey, can you make it?" Can can you help me not look like an asshole to kids? Basically, yeah. I don't. I'm not used to them. I'm uncomfortable around them. But then the scene where they actually establish him being bad with kids, it's like they. I'm gonna say they overshoot the mark a little yeah. bit. <laughs> he definitely doesn't seem like somebody who is concerned about his, about like knows that he's bad with kids and is trying. He to doesn't be better. seem self aware. Yeah, particularly no. His immediate response is children aren't allowed on the bridge. <laughs> Get him off the fucking bridge! Really, really <laughs> peeking the mic out. And then his mom, and then his mom appears behind him, <laughs> like steps into frame, and he's like, "Oh, because we've learned already that Captain Picard was the captain, was the commanding officer for uh, the dead father of Wesley and and husband yeah. of uh, of Wesley's mom." Uh, and he was the one who brought his dad, his dad's dead body, back to the house or something well, sh- when he died. I don't. Is that how you do that? I don't think you bring the body. I think it's I think usually you just a like letter. send a letter, yeah, or come in, like you come in person. Yeah, yeah. I don't, but you don't yeah, bring, you don't the, bring corpse. the body. You don't. <laughs> don't have that. You know, I mean, hopefully a coffin, but even then, it's, even then, it's like it's still kind of like a here's. I don't want this. I believe you. I believe like, you. I was going to believe you. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and then yeah so his so so, so captain picard like changes his emotional temperature like five times like just radically too. like he he realizes who wesley is and he's like oh well since you're here come on in come on in and he take starts a, you want to take a look around and, and then he starts he start, <laughs> and then he, <laughs> the and then, music swells yeah and then he goes but don't touch anything <laughs> it's like and then immediately <laughs> immediately after telling him not to touch anything he invites him to sit in the captain's yeah, chair yeah and i mean immediately is in there's no like there's so much wasted fucking time in this episode, but not, there's no right there. shot of him like realizing that he's being an asshole and softening his fa- his expression or anything. It's just immediately it he says, "Don't touch anything." Would you like to sit in my chair <laughs> with all of the controls? With all it? of the controls, and then literally there's an alert, and all Wesley does is read it. Yeah, and, then and he, the captain's like, says, "Get him off the fucking bridge!" <laughs> just get throw- him off throws him off the bridge <laughs> uh, and then and then rereads what, what wesley had read and says like oh we have an alert and, and his oh. mom and his mom goes yeah that's what my son said which yeah, yeah no. reasonable response like her delivery on that line was fucking um, it was fantastic she's like yeah that's what he said shut the doors yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it turns out that the space station is actually an alien that uh, the other people on the planet are holding captive, yeah. uh, to and it's it can transform itself, yeah, it can make stuff for them or whatever. Um, and then so it's mate, other another alien spaceship. Uh, it's like a, a space jellyfish. Space starts off as a space sand dollar, and then it becomes right. a space jellyfish. Right. So, like, starts attacking the planet, um, and then eventually, uh, they the Enterprise um, pumps it full of sp- space methamphetamines or whatever, and it's able to fly off the planet. And then they fly off together, and and Q fucks off. Yeah, like Q's entire. We could do an entire episode on just that guy's like his attitude like there's no validity no to his no, approach whatsoever no it's it's complete i mean it's just co- completely incoherent writing yeah like, no he is such an asshole and he like if he's supposed to be you know the 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 enlightened almighty uh and, you know who's there to tell humans like oh you're not ready yet like he acts like such a fucking child and he always does yeah uh and spoilers but eventually he gets kicked out like that so there's a cue collective and then there's th- that cue as an individual and he's i think he's the only one we ever actually see uh but he eventually gets kicked out okay of the <laughs> of the cue collective that seems fair <laughs> yeah he yeah. seems like an asshole yeah he's a giant asshole with unlimited powers neat yeah he's not um, great so uh maybe maybe there's some kind of like canon here that i'm missing which uh, by the way i refuse to do any research for this podcast no that's fine i'll yeah. do the research yeah i will not yeah i will not be. no i think that's better uh, <laughs> but uh the 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 trial that's set in the quote post post-atomic horror yeah why did the post-atomic horror turn everybody into medieval Mongols? Oh, uh, that, that's a really good question. Well, again, it was very distracting. I, I'm, also, <laughs> I'm also curious why, and this isn't the only one, uh, this is thematic in a lot of like uh, post-apocalyptic scenarios where there is an, like, a, dispropor- a disproportion to, disproportionate to 
the the like the world that we currently live in the number of little people that exist right like the, i mean i don't I, I don't know what the statistics are are on on little people but i know that uh that there are a lot more of them per capita right after nuclear horrors which seems wrong yeah that doesn't seem like uh, there's any it science seems like to they would that. have a harder time surviving well or i mean sort of yeah, yeah barbaric anyway yeah but, um yeah why was everybody a mongol uh, well i think only the uh the arbit or the the little person whose only job was to ring a bell was clearly a mongol and then the guy whose job was to yell things was clearly a mongol i got the impression that everybody else there was like uh, English peasants, like seventeenth well, century. But, no, they English were all peasants. dressed like Mongols. Were they? I, yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I got this English peasantry yeah. vibe. Maybe those. Anyway, the, it, yeah, <laughs> it definitely doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, uh, yeah, because it's established that this is in the past, and then like the cur- the present is still like this multicultural utopia. But it's like, what? Yeah, no, there was apparently... You just go through a phase where everybody's a Mongol, and then you go back to... (laughs) And I don't know enough about, like... This this is the the show that I am most familiar with in the Star Wars... Or the Star Trek universe. Uh, But I I watched some of some of the other shows. But I think there is, like, established canon for, you know, the full timeline. Because you've got um, the, like, prequel show... um, that's like the first uh what the hell i, I, I think it's just called enterprise no is enterprise the one with uh this is wasting time the list the listeners already know um anyway i'll figure it out okay anyway but yeah i mean there is a there there is established canon and timeline within between the movies and all the tv shows for like all of human history or you know all of modern human history from the present through to like when next generation uh takes place um so i think there's supposed to be like a nuclear apocalypse somewhere in the next like 10 years or so which fair like that seems yeah the way things are going right now yeah um, hopefully before we finish this podcast yeah well i mean this is only going to take us like four years so yeah i know i don't <laughs> want to do it though. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all right um uh, do i have any other um yeah i don't think i have oh i did i did i appreciate the fact that they that they managed to shoehorn in a uh a cameo from one of the original cast members. Oh yeah, that old the old admiral guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was uh, who kept calling Data Boy. Yeah, um, uh, that was pretty uh, cool. The the old doctor from the original series. I don't know who that was? Yeah, okay. McCoy. I I figured it had to be something like that because otherwise that scene is completely unnecessary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it makes no fucking sense because he's. I mean, there's a lot of unnecessary shit in this episode. <laughs> but <laughs> like, if you don't know who he is, you're like, why? It is. It's. It is remarkable and odd that they do not give this character a name yeah like they make a point of going to it's this a, scene it's an admiral and he's a remarkable person yeah but and they, then he's in then he's just there one time but yeah he never they because he was not named in that scene no. at all nope uh I, I, I assume it was named in the credits but yeah. um oh yeah going back to the holodeck scene uh record calls data pinocchio and i was uh-huh. like that seems offensive to me <laughs> yeah that doesn't seem like lighthearted. 
I think that it, seems racist. It, 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 I, I think it was meant uh, lighthearted in the way that he delivered it, but also like it kind of set, sets off your like uh, it your, sets your off wo- my like your, woke alarm. Yeah, your woke yeah. alarm kind of. <laughs> You're like, we're like, all right, he's the only android, so I don't know if you can like be racist against the only the only one of a thing. Of a thing. Uh, but like if there were but a if you lot were going of going to be racist against androids that seems like how you would do it. Yeah. But if like the, if there if there were a whole bunch of androids and you called them all Pinocchio then yeah, yeah that's, that's uh, that first of all is definitely one of the things that you would call them. Yeah. And yeah, in that case it's definitely racist. Yeah. Oh, I also like uh <coughs> the the ship they're very cavalier about this ship just destroying what they have to assume is a civilian city. Yeah. Like it turns out that they had enslaved the thing or whatever, but like they don't know that. No. They know that like this city's just getting bombed. Yeah. At first they think they're gonna fire on the base, so they're about to like fight. And yeah. then it starts firing on the city instead, and they're like, huh, what should we do? It's like let's hang out. Yeah, and then Q's attitude on it is like, oh when they finally do like arm phasers, he's like, Oh, you guys just go immediately to your weapons. Like, yeah, they're fucking committing genocide. Also, right we now. didn't we watched for like half an hour. <laughs> Like, we watched a lot of genocide before we decided to intervene. But also, also, in the middle of that, Picard goes to the doctor and apologizes for being an asshole to her kid. <laughs> well, this city is being flattened. It's like, good for you for apologizing, but now yeah. is not the time, man. Yeah, that could have waited, bro. You could wait on that one. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, she wasn't going to like be, get She's reassi- not going anywhere. Yeah, she wasn't going to get reassigned in the, middle, in the middle of this of this yeah. business. Yeah, there's a situation going yeah, on. Yeah, you guys you got can, a whole thing. You can you can do this later. Yeah. I also uh this thing is supposed to be a space station. Is it? And it's on the ground. Yeah, it sure is. Um which is not space. Yeah. As our more educated viewers might like, viewers. I don't know what exactly, you know, there's a big point made about it being built to Starfleet specifications and everything. And it's like, it, you're, this is just uh, like a shore leave destination. Right. And it's just one building. Yeah. It's literally one it's building. It's just a big building. Yeah. Which they probably need those, but that doesn't seem like, because it's established that it's like, this is the furthest out we've been. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need this space station here as like a waypoint, but it's just a building on the ground. Yeah, there's a no like there's no like dry dock or yeah fueling. Yeah, no, and there's just n- it's it's an office building. Yeah, and there's no there's nothing else of note on the planet. No, there's one building and apparently a lot of geothermal energy. Yeah, and there's and there's a very like shitty city around it yeah like a very (laughs) like very not good yeah very primitive city yeah um okay all right yeah i think um that was really long that was real i i we will not have to deal with an episode that long for quite a while okay uh so that's gonna wrap it up for us for this one uh thanks for joining us. us join us next week when uh, Realistically, uh, I'll probably have just as shitty of an attitude next <laughs> week, but <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna try not to. I don't, I don't know. I don't even. I didn't even look at what the next episode is. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying to like keep it uh, as fresh as possible for myself as well because I haven't seen yeah, most I'd, of these in a really yeah. long time. 
And I just want to go in cold. All right. Well, thank you, listeners. Yep. Uh, thank you, listeners. To infinity and beyond. No? Uh, far, far away. Sure. Okay. Yeah, good. Bye. Bye.